Thanks for joining me today. This is From Fear to Love. Thank you for listening. My name is Alma Lee and I'm just going to get into it. So I want to talk about listening to your gut or better yet, your intuition. Why don't we listen to ourselves more often? I think that when we allow ourselves the space to think about what our reality is and we lean into that. I think ultimately that there is a fear of judgment from other people. I think there's a fear of judgment from those that are closest to us to uh, tell us that we're incorrect, tell us that we're wrong. I think that the one of the barriers to listening to your gut is the fear of conflict. I think that it's important to be accountable to yourself on how you move through this life. Nobody else will ever experience your life the way you do. And that's what makes you the expert. Um, it can be a scary task, a, a complex task, if you will, to consider making life decisions based solely on your own personal feedback. That's why it's important to talk to other people. That's why it's important to gauge the reaction of those around you, especially those people that are in your life who maybe would be affected by your decisions, regardless of what that is, you know, major life decisions or even, you know, small issues, a, a comment on social media or an opinion about something can have the potential to sort of blow up in your face, if you will. Have you ever done that? Have you ever made a comment on someone's post? And then had a whole bunch of naysayers come and sort of feel or make you feel attacked because of a particular opinion that you expressed. So there's that fear. And then, of course, there is the expectation that you should function through this life without having any sort of misgivings about lack of trusting yourself. There's a lot of nuance to that. There's a lot of social and cultural and familial pressure for you to be able to make a decision about your life at any given point. Um, it's uncomfortable to not have the answers or it's uncomfortable to go through life and to have the wherewithal to say that you don't know what to do about something. That's, that's an aspect as well. Sometimes we want to guarantee. Um, sometimes we don't want the responsibility of, deciding something without the ability to say, well, so-and-so said I should. So-and-so said I should do this. So-and-so said I shouldn't do this. Um, you know, there's, you know, a lot of feedback, if you will, that comes from people who can, you know, feel empowered by having an influence in, in the decisions that you make. That's something to consider too. But I want to talk about your intuition and leaning into it's, it's all about getting to know yourself. So one of the problems that a lot of people face is, you know, fear of conflict, uh, problems in relationships, um, fear, you know, fear of upsetting other people, fear of upsetting your loved ones. And a lot of that ties into just not knowing who you are. Let me explain. We're not encouraged to, to sit down and to journal or write a diary or write our story or understand our own intimate personal narrative. And I think that 
we should all give ourselves the time to understand ourselves better. Because if you don't know who you are or what your values are, then how can you be expected to make decisions? At least decisions that are in relationship to your life. So if you're not sure of yourself, if you don't know where your values are or what's important to you, or maybe even just a list of priorities on, you know, categorizing things that are most important to the least. If you haven't done that, then of course you're going to have difficulty making decisions. And of course you're going to have difficulty in understanding your intuition. And we all have that. It's that sixth sense. Um, some people uh, term that as your higher self. You know, the, the idea of your self that exists within you that a lot of us don't lean into. It's that voice inside that sort of, you know, you, you'll, you'll comment or you'll engage with someone a certain way. And there's that little thing in the back of your head that just, eh, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. I don't think maybe we should do that. Um, we're not certain about that. That's probably not the right thing to say, or that's probably not the right thing to do. But think about it this way. Your intuition is a gift and it is, it is absolutely something that you can cultivate to your betterment. And what I mean by that is journaling. I tell people all the time, you've got to sit down and journal. You've got to sit down and write out your ideas. You would be surprised by sitting down and just sort of scratching out different ideas or writing down, just answering the question, who are you? Start out that way. Take a, take a journal and write down the question, who am I? And start from there. And it, you might find that you're going to have some hiccups along the way. You might find that you will have difficulty answering that question, but that's a good thing because that means that you need to do it. That means that you should explore that. And it gives you something concrete to lean into when it comes to listening to your intuition and understanding yourself and understanding your priorities and your values a little bit better. So all of this ties in together, all of, uh, leaning into your intuition. So it, it ties into other facets of your life. When you have the ability to listen to that inner voice and you have that ability to, to say, this is what I want to do. And then you can go into detail and say, here's why. Then when you have that understanding, because you've done the work, because you sat down and journaled and you understand yourself better, that leans into confidence. That leans into your ability to say, I, I know what I think and feel because of this. This is why this is important to me because of these experiences or because of this person or because of, you know, whatever. Everybody, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I can say all day long that we're very similar as human beings and we are, we do, we all have the basic inherent needs. I mean, aside from basic needs for survival, we all need love and connection. Now, do we necessarily need that from other people? Hmm. I mean, in, in the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, you know, he didn't have anybody else there, but he created a companion through his volleyball. I mean, think about it. We need connection. We need reciprocity. We need other people. So I'm not discounting other feedback. I'm not saying that you should always make decisions on your own. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that with that consultation, when you talk to your volleyball or your best friend or your spouse or, you know, coworker, colleague, neighbor, whoever, when you talk to that person, when you've done 
that work, when you've done that introspection to get to know yourself, you can take opposing opinions and balance them against your own and make a determination on what's in your best interest. And that you have that confidence that's built from that so that you don't, you know, you're not second guessing yourself. Because when you second guess yourself, you have anxiety, you, you get anxious because there's the, oh, I'm not sure, maybe, I don't know, you know, and then it, it sort of spider webs out into other aspects of your life, right? The thing is, is that you have to get to a point in your life where you have the fidelity of self, where you can sit there and say, I want to talk to so-and-so and ask them their opinion about this, but to also take that opinion with a grain of salt and to ask yourself, does, that does, does their opinion resonate with me specifically? Is what they're saying, computing and, you know, rationalizing what my thoughts and feelings are on any particular topic? So it's important. Um, I think that aside from just the simple fact of making decisions, that when you have the ability to lean into your intuition and trust yourself, that along with building that confidence, that your sense of worthiness also increases because you give yourself that credence, you give yourself that credit of moving through life on your terms based, on, based upon what your values are. So that's where it kind of starts from is that you sit down with a journal and you write down, who am I? Who am I? What do I want to do? What's important to me and why? Why are these things important to you? In, in the, so worthiness, let's kind of back, backtrack into that a little bit. Um, any person who has a sense of worthiness can feel a sense of, you know, trust in themselves. Because that kind of plays off of each other. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you're worth something, then you're, you're more likely to trust yourself. So it plays back and forth. A lot of what I see in my work is lack of worthiness, low self-confidence, insecurity. And these are all issues that tie into mental health conditions like depression and anxiety because it just builds up on a, you know, all of these negative outcomes that end up causing someone to reach out for help. And there's no judgment in that. I think the human experience in and of itself is connected to the exploration of self. That's what I'm trying to say. I think we all need to explore who we are. I think we all should do that. Every human being should be afforded the opportunity to figure out who you are. I think that that's a huge reason why we're here is to learn and grow to learn and grow and to find our purpose in this life. So I feel like I was uh, talking to a friend the other day and we were having a very deep conversation about what is purpose? You know, what is your purpose? What do you want to do? And so I want to sit here today and I want to talk about encouraging uh, people and empowering people to lean into their inspiration or their intuition to, to find trust in themselves because they've done the due diligence, they've done the introspection, they've done their homework, they know who they are, and they found value in that. I derive a sense of validation in providing that, that skill set to the people that I work with, whether it's through public speaking, through this podcast, through the Almalee show, writing, um, or doing the, inter, the individual interventions as a clinical psychotherapist. But my, my goal and my joy and my purpose is derived from uh, empowering 
and encouraging other people to do a variety of different things in their life, to create a sense of balance when there is imbalance. Um, and uh, so my friend asked me, so, well, why is that important to you, Alma? And I, I thought about it for a moment, and I realized that when I was younger, I didn't have that. I know what it feels like to not be encouraged. I know what it feels like to be discouraged. I want people to have the same feeling about themselves that I have about myself today, especially since I came from such a disadvantaged uh, experience growing up and how I saw myself, because a lot of it was internalized based upon how I saw myself, which was, you know, you ever heard of the self-licking ice cream cone? I was given a set of rules to live by that were dysfunctional. And so I kind of reaffirmed those in myself and made my situation worse because of my own belief set. So I want to empower and encourage other people to start to think and live their lives differently in a more joy-filled, love-based purpose. So that's the purpose of this conversation today is to encourage you to lean into your own, your own intuition, your own inner voice and to hear it and to understand it and to pay attention to it. A lot of us are scared to do that. I mean, I can remember not too long ago where I felt the need to consult anybody for, for some feedback on how to make any sort of decision, particularly in my personal life. Um, I've learned that that's not helpful because nobody knows my heart the way I do. And I need to trust myself just as though you need to trust yourself. That's where healing begins as well. Healing and growth comes from understanding what's broken, what's upset, what's dysfunctional, what's toxic. What are you doing that's kind of getting in your way the most? So I think that that's one facet. I think that um, not looking inward is a huge, uh, a huge task that many of us don't do. I think it's a scary thing too. I mean, let's just be real. When we look inward, we might not like what we see for a variety of reasons. Um, I know that there are some things that we have to disentangle if we're going to grow because, you know, a big part of growth, aside from acknowledging what has happened to us, is acknowledging what we've done with the whole accountability process. And that can be a daunting task because, you know, uh, for the, by and large, being accountable is, can be a trigger to our shame. It can make us feel bad about ourselves because we get embarrassed and we feel that, you know, we're not worthy of anything better because we've done things that are, you know, hurtful or harmful or injury that we've injured other people. So this whole process of looking inward and listening to your intuition, it, it can be a sticky, tricky subject, but it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. Um, I used to facilitate a support group. It's called Dialectic Behavioral Therapy. It's a therapy model that is, uh, was created by Marsha Linehan several years ago. She's a psychologist for people diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So the long and short of that is basically it teaches people how to not take things personally, how to de-escalate the emotional response when for the borderline, for instance, that's kind of their go-to is to get triggered at every turn. And that's no way to live. If you've ever known of anybody or if you have borderline personality disorder, 
without therapy and medication, it's torture. It's torture. But DBT or dialectic behavioral therapy, I love it because not only does it help uh, people with borderline personality disorder to regulate their emotional state, I think it works for everybody. I think it's great. Look it up. Google it. Dialectic behavioral therapy. Um, dialectical behavioral therapy. I'm misspeaking. DBT. Marsha Linehan. Marsha Linehan also has a series of videos on YouTube that are like five minutes long. And she gives like these little quick snapshots of different protocols and measures and ideas and philosophies. And it's really great. And it's, it's just real quick um, kind of seeds for thought, if you will. So, but yeah, DBT taught me that one of the main takeaways is also, aside from all of the other facets is non-judgmental stance, which is a huge cornerstone to my practice. I firmly believe that in any interaction with a client is that I have to be extremely mindful of how I choose my words. And then with my skill building, I teach people how to communicate with non-judgmental language. And so that's the cornerstone as well to this is looking inward, doing your homework, journaling and writing out who you are to understand yourself and your intuition better with a non-judgmental stance. Now, it's a tricky thing to do, and it takes a while to get into the habit and, and into a sort of a, a routine, if you will, and understanding that and understanding how that plays out. But man, wow, it's so groovy when you can look at yourself without self-deprecation and understand that when you are being accountable for behaviors in the past, you can understand why you engaged in those behaviors. And then you can understand why they need to change. And then you can be accountable by holding space for whatever was the outcome. Because, you know, you might have wrecked a relationship, you hurt somebody, you, you know, you, 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 you did something that you didn't take full accountability for, that you're trying to take accountability for. An expression of, hey, man, I'm really sorry I did this. It was wrong of me to do it. Um, and just kind of take your medicine. And it's important to take your medicine. Um, I know I've had to take my medicine, but I promise you, if you've never been fully accountable to something, it is nothing short of a miraculous feeling. Because once you push past the fear of that shame response and you realize that it's not as painful as you think it's going to be, you have that growth and you have that healing because then you've, you've allowed yourself to lean into what it is about you that makes you, you, not your trauma and not your behavior. Yeah. You got to clean your messes up. Absolutely. And this, when you do that, allows that intuition, that voice inside of you to become a little bit clearer and it's a little bit louder. So you know, in the interest of, of being brief in this show today, I just want to let you know that I firmly believe that each one of us, we have a journey. We absolutely have a journey that we're on, myself included. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing in my process. And it's a beautiful journey. And as I'm evolving in this journey, I'm understanding myself much better and it's like the more you do, the faster it happens. The more you are aware and the more action you take, your healing gets faster and faster and faster. 
And I love it. And it's a great process. And that actually fuels my passion to helping you to feel as good as I feel about myself today. And that's what I wanted to share. And that's what I wanted to sort of convey in this show today is learning how to trust yourself and leaning into that inner voice. And if you feel like you don't have an inner voice, it's okay. It's there. You just don't, you don't trust it yet. And there's a reason for that. I recommend journaling. Get out a journal. Just answer one question. Who are you? That can be scary, but it's okay. Who are you? And be honest, you know, put it pen to paper. There's something that happens um, in the whole, thought, the whole thought process when you take a pen to a piece of paper and you write down. It's almost like you're writing out, you're committing yourself to a concept. You're committing yourself to an idea. And it holds a little bit more water when you're able to actually read it as opposed to it just kind of rolling around in your head. It doesn't feel real when it's in your head. But when you write it out then you'll start to be able to visualize it and see it, think about it, and grow from it. You do have intuition. You do have that inner voice. And when you lean into that inner voice, it, it's, it's uh, reciprocal. The more you lean into your intuition, the more you heal, the more you grow, the more you cultivate that confidence that brings up your self-worth and your, your self-esteem. And it's all cyclical. And it's all like this lovely pattern of events that evolve you into your potential. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Um, Think about it. Get a journal. Write it down. Scratch it out. Who are you? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How do you see yourself? Start with the simple things. Even if you are uncomfortable with journaling, why? You can start from there. There's no rhyme or reason to this. It's just important that you do it. And uh, in another show, I'm sure I will uh, get to it where we will talk about meditation. Um, we'll talk about some breath work. We'll talk about what, uh, how important it is to be mindful. So stay tuned for that. And those, those episodes are coming shortly. And uh, I hope you have a great week. And I appreciate you listening. Thanks again. 